This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're wrapping up our series on the main teaching points that form the foundation of the Father's House Church. It's one of the reasons that Steve and Vicky's podcast is called The Uncommon Truth, because it's really hard to find any other ministry that has this combination of teachings. It's almost as uncommon to find ministries with such a long record of success in personal and community transformation, and that's why I started The Uncommon Truth when I got here. That's why we're embarking on this series and ending it today. So stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. There's so many stories that lead the Christian church to just make the word hell. Mm. The description of eternal torment, eternal punishment. And I think that the sheeps and the goats in Matthew 25 says these go away to eternal life and these go away to eternal punishment. I think hell is best described that way, and I don't know what it is. Uh, if it's a literal lake of fire, or it's a burning, a burning, aching pain, um, I think that the minimal, the minimal of hell to me is that you see God, you bow your knee and confess Jesus was Lord, and then he says, depart from me, you cursed, I know you not. And then you can never be in that presence again. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into The Uncommon Truth. That makes me happy. Welcome to The Uncommon That's Truth. My name is Max, and I'm with Steve and Vicky Orsillo. Welcome. And Vicky just found out. We just pulled a kind April of... April 1st. Yeah, it, we're recording on April Fool's that Day, and we just told Vicky that uh, iTunes canceled The Uncommon Truth because she said Apple, Apple, Apple too much. Um, she thought she was tagging. Was if she said Apple enough that we would get more airplay, yeah. that we'd go up the charts. We got, we got um, so we So Steve and I were in on it, and Luke, our oh producer, gosh. we told her that it was it was true. They heard about us and didn't like that we were talking about Jesus. And, and it was all her fault. Probation, yeah, because she said <laughs> Apple, Apple, Apple. You, you bought it pretty uh, good. Yeah, I did. Right? Yeah. Hook, line, and That's the second she time try, that she was trying to brush it off, but she, you can I'm see crying her, her, the count, tears. her countenance was sinking fast. Yeah, and Steve's like, we... well, I could use more time in my week if I don't have to record a podcast every week. And Vicky, Vicky's like, no, no, I love I just, the podcast. I just want to be famous. <laughs> it was good. So I we're, like you. we're not canceled. All, all, we are famous with all eight of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know there's a lot. We, the we, uncommon we truth there. is still rolling strong. Is in fact, like... we're coming to the end of our series about what, really makes the uncommon truth uncommon and that's yeah. the teaching points of the uh, of the father's house church and so those are the 10 things that we've spent the last 10 weeks talking that's about good. that are that that you guys founded your church on and they're really uncommon because i mean you you might find a lot of these in different ministries and different churches but i don't think i've ever run across even like five of them all in the same place let alone all 10 
so we wanted to give our listeners some time this week to submit some questions. And as well, like Luke and I were thinking of some questions that people always ask us um, about the Uncommon Truth or about these teaching points. So we wanted to get get through some of those and, and hopefully we can get people on you know, these. This is what makes following Jesus following Jesus, right? Yeah. Like Christianity the way uh, Jesus meant it to be, right? Jesus meant it to be. That's Just a lo- last thing, actually. Um, we had an email, so our, our email address from is... From Apple? No, it wasn't oh. from Apple, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> that was I'm really gonna, satisfying. I'm not going to say a word. Um, it's just going to be Stephen this, Max. This reminded me. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Vicky said, um, well, we maybe we just tag people in the podcast. Yeah. And, and uh, we're idea. like, we're not sure how, how you tag people in a <laughs> podcast, right? Um, but then somebody emailed our, our email, uh, uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. And she said, can you please add me to your podcast? <laughs> Because he tagged me, just because yeah, they listen just to me. Add me, yeah, and so I was way. like, I'm, I'm not sure what that means to add. So I replied, "We'll add you." We'll he, add you. Um, I think her name is Kendra from La Salle, Ontario. Oh, asked wow. to be added to Hi, the podcast. Kendra. So, Kendra, if you're listening, I sent you're you an email included in our podcast. With yes. I sent you an email with the link where you can download, download the podcast and things. subscribe, so you don't miss an episode. And for everybody out there, if you're listening on radio, that is theuncommonpodcast.com and if you're listening on podcasts if you want to share it with a friend or you want to find out find out other ways to get it it's uncommon you see me staring at you dot com uh, you see me staring at you are you trying to tag me yeah i'm trying to <laughs> you do something wanna, with you then you're <laughs> beyond arm's length huh? yeah you can't <laughs> tag would, me you can tag him tag, tag him again good she already did she just hit me <laughs> so vicky is tagged she has a Steve violent on the reaction podcast. to be an april fool i guess i really liked it, the podcast i was really sad that they dismissed oh man us. i thought All it was right. a bad idea when you started praying for apple yeah <laughs> so we know you are who you say you are you start That's praying right. for your enemies That's right there there you go all right all right what's the question all right, so we we have um, <laughs> Steve's ready to roll. Yes. Yeah, he's, um, he's not a, he's not all combob- discombobulated. No, you are though. Yeah. yeah. So um, first first question, we have some questions surrounding the topic of salvation by Jesus alone, which would be one of those topics that you know most churches would say, "Yep, yeah, we're yeah, on board with yep, that." Yep. But there's lots of things within that, um, like, well, what does that even mean, right? So. Um, we actually got a lot of questions on the topic of hell from uh, a friend of ours who's been listening to the show like every mm-hmm. every time they come That's out. Awesome. Our friend Eric, hey, Eric. Uh, has hey, Eric. asked some questions, and so I boiled them down a little bit. Um, so the first one is uh, on the topic of salvation by Jesus alone. Where does the concept of hell come from? Um, the, you know, there's a bunch of words like Hades and... You know, I think there's one Sheol, mm-hmm. and there's all these words that are defined in the Old Covenant. They're always bringing them up and saying them, and go down to. So we always think of down to, you know, yeah. are you going down or up? But I think the most um, direct ones for us are in like Revelation, mm-hmm. the Revelation of Jesus Christ, when he, he's John's writing the vision and he talks of a fire, a lake of fire, or the Gehenna is yeah. another word. And it talks about all liars and all these, you know, human traits, not demon traits. And it says it's prefer, prefer, per, created for, uh, <laughs> get that fixed. Anyway, um, <laughs> it says yeah, it's created for the devil and his angels, his followers, 
And so I believe um, there's many different descriptions in the Bible that we have called hell. And Jesus used eternal punishment, torturers, mm -hmm. in, the, in the wicked manager who said the guy goes to jail and won't get out till he pays every cent. There's a lot of, uh, you know, being uh, the La Lazarus and the ri rich man. Yeah, Luke 16. Yeah, where the guy's in torment and thirsty, mm -hmm. and he can't get out. And Jesus, in, the, in Jesus' story, it's you had the blessing in life, and Lazarus had nothing, and you did nothing to ease his pain, so you're going to sit in this. There's so many stories that lead the Christian church to just make the word hell. Mm. The description of eternal torment, eternal punishment. And I think that the sheeps and the goats in Matthew 25 says, these go away to eternal life and these go away to eternal punishment. Hmm. I think hell is best described that way. And I don't know what it is. Uh, if it's a literal lake of fire or it's a burning, hmm. a burning, aching pain, um, I think that the minimal, the minimal of hell to me is that you see God, you bow your knee and confess Jesus was Lord. And then he says, depart from me, you cursed, I know you not. Mm -hmm. And then you can never be in that presence again. Wow. Here on earth, people love to go to nature, nature's wonders and to the, the natural wonders of the world. You stand next to Niagara Falls and you feel power. You go to um, Grand Canyon, you feel presence. You go to Yosemite and you are in awe of the creation. And that's just such a tiny residue, almost a film hmm of his presence and you can imagine when you're when you come to the judgment seat when you come before god and what he described as the sheeps and the goats when he gathers us all before this great white throne and he determines sheeps from goats you'll be in his presence thick as thick as you can imagine the be told to leave is is all by itself to be sent out into the outer darkness is what one one description of hell is uh how it's described and so i'm not the kind i don't really stand on it's going to be this it's going to be that mm -hmm. i tend to believe in a lake of fire meaning not necessarily molten lava but just a very hot dry arid place where it's very miserable and very tormenting and the rich man in that story was longing for water. And I can't imagine being thirsty every day of your life. I mean, every day for eternity and, and longing for just a sip, a coolness on your tongue. And I think that is such a clear vision of hell. And I think that's where it comes from is the Bible. We are biblical Christians. Mm -hmm. And I, I think if you do a just read the New Testament, don't even I mean, a lot of people are reading the Bible through every year and and. Just notate as you read it how many times it mentions this. Yeah, and so that's where the Christian Church gets it. Was is the there, answer is to there the question. Is there anything in the Old Testament at all about hell? Many, uh, uh, yes. I mean, in like uh, I believe it's Job's friends describe it pretty well. That you know you go down into Sheol and yeah. torment, okay. and because of your sins, and if you don't confess and allow God an opportunity to change this, then Job, all your children die, and all your herds, that's your herdsmen's die, and your whole family and your house falling down, and your boils and your sickness and your wealth being taken. 
is minor compared to what's going to happen to you. So there's a lot of descriptions of this kind of after-death torment. If you would read through the whole Bible and just write down, just notate it. Every time you come across it, you'd be shocked how often he mentions it. And Jesus, just go through the parables of sent away to eternal punishment, handed over to the torture. And those parables all start with, and this is how my, uh, this is the kingdom of heaven. Truly I say to you, verily I say to you, and they end a lot of times, this this is how how your heavenly father Father will deal with you if Mm -hmm. you don't do these things. If you don't forgive your brother, he will put you in jail forever and never let you out. Mm -hmm. And uh, whatever jail is, that's what we call hell. For me to say I know what it is, I don't. And I think it's just a really bad outcome (laughs) to be separated from God. Mm -hmm. I have been in his presence a little bit more then Yosemite and Grand Canyon and Niagara Falls and, and the geysers of, of Yellowstone and just the natural beauty and wonders to walk in the forest of the Sierra Nevadas. All of these magical places. Oh, to be in the center of the Pacific Ocean that is untainted by the sin. It's just it's, it's miraculous to be out there in the middle of the ocean on a ship. And you just feel it. But I have had his presence a little bit greater than that. And I cannot imagine never having to be able to taste that again. And that would be hell to me. And I know that just the description of hell in the Bible is so much worse than that. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine it. Yeah. I don't understand why we don't talk about it anymore. I don't understand how people say there is no hell. It's not in the Bible. I don't understand how they come to all these conclusions. And they'll probably explain it to me because I gave this answer. But nonetheless, this is what I believe. This is where we get it. This is where I think the Christian church gets it. It just might not use H-E-L-L. Yeah. It uses all these other words and descriptive stories to describe what will be hell to every man who Whoever's does not be. get invited in, my good and faithful mm-hmm. servant. That's right. Enter into the rest that I prepared for mm-hmm. you. This is heaven. Yeah. I, okay, yeah. And so if there's, if there's more questions on that... Um, I gave out our email before. Perfect. It's in the in the podcast description. It's yeah. uh, uncommon truth podcast at gmail.com. Just send us more questions. We love answering questions, right? Yep. And um, just one one little follow up. I, I don't know if this is little, but um, so assuming that that's true, that's that, like Jesus talked about it all the time. How could a, a God who actually sacrificed Himself for us um, punish people for like? things like drinking too much or, or fornication outside of marriage. Um, and isn't it a little harsh that a quote unquote good person gets the same punishment as someone like Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, well, as you read, as you read through the, the whole, <laughs> you look at the old Testament God and um, then you look at the new Testament God and he says, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He changes not. So he pretty much annihilated cities and children and animals and took it very seriously about obedience Mm. um and then he sent a son who you know was a propitiation of our sins and he said our our works are like filthy rags which is if you know what that means it's it's um not a wonderful thing um he we look at different sins as we we put markers on them Mm. it's a big sin that's a we i come from catholicism it was mortal sin venial sin and uh there's one more I can't remember, but um, there is no level of sin. I what what we've really, as we dove, dove into the New Testament, it's the um, on purpose sin. What's it called? The um, intentional intentional sin. I don't think he likes that. 
I don't think he likes like the, you know okay I'm gonna fornic- I'm gonna be fornicator I'm gonna I'm gonna have sex outside marriage and he's gonna forgive me. I don't think that if you read it in context I'm not sure that's really what he likes. Mm. Um, you know you slip on a on a banana, banana peel and you might say a swear word could come out of your mouth. Well that's an accidental sin, mm. you know. And I think sometimes we as Christians will just basically say continue to intentionally sin and say he's got our, our back. And as I read the words of Jesus, I'm not sure that's true because the number one thing that Jesus went after was the religious, and they just continued to sin, and they they just had you know they just were okay because they're religious, and um, so I think we need to look at what kind of sin you know like intentional sin or accidental sin. Mm. I believe shooting at the mark and you miss a few times is an accidental sin, but he even talks about you know should I just go on sinning? Heavens no, you know like oh. yeah. Um, but yet he'll forgive us seven times 70. So um, I don't know if I answered the question. I think Steve probably, probably would have a, a better so, answer. Uh, the sure. question I think is that someone who fornicates and someone who does this gets the same punishment as Hitler. Mm-hmm. It's really a, just a, it's a question that has a total misunderstanding of who God is. He's a holy God. And he created man to have fellowship with him and walk in holiness. Adam and Eve sinned by disobeying his one directive. And the whole goal was that man walk holy with God. But when we have sin, we can't walk with God, right? Yeah. So he, the system, what he's talking about, the questioner is talking about, is that why doesn't God adjust everything to the system we live with, we decided oh, to make, right? That's good. Yeah. Why doesn't he change his thing to fit our thing? Wow. When he created us to be part of his thing and the reward being amazing. Jesus died on a cross to give us that back, to walk with him in holiness and in the heavenly realms for eternity. And that's the reward that we're looking for. Now, his standard, for instance, fornication. He created us all with a, with a DNA chain. We are all brothers and sisters. Man was created. Woman from man is is man from, from man Mm -hmm. is what woman means. So the male and the female is one being and we are sister and brother until a miracle occurs that puts us back together. The two become one flesh. So the only sex that's supposed to occur is with our wife because a miracle has occurred and the soul has been knitted and the unity has happened and God has put it together. And then sex is absolutely a holy thing. To have sex outside is to have sex with your sister, which is very much <laughs> like awkward. How is it any different than Hitler? Je- Jesus, the the way lo- the the commandments are written, the law of God was given to Israel, and the communication of God about His own holiness. These are all together the same: drunkenness, you know, murder, lusting, hate. They're all in the same boat, and you know, Hitler did it more. Hitler inspired more. He caused more people to stumble than you do. I mean, how many, what's, where's the count? Jesus said one person is all the count necessary. You make them stumble. You cause them to hate. You cause them to drink. You can be drunk and be a drunk. You cause them to have sex with their brother. You know, uh, how many people is enough? I mean, you, so the question is based on how many people can I destroy? before I get Hitler's punishment. Because, you know, he destroyed a lot more. Well, there's right. not this incremental deal. It's it's yes, no, hmm. in or out. Good, Steve. Heaven 
or no heaven. And and I think that would be hell, but I'm pretty sure he has a different setup for hell. Yeah. For me, it's just not getting to be with him, but he's, I mean, it's pretty clear. Now, this is one, a verse um, that is really uh, important. It's the one where Jesus says, if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to go through life without an eye or a hand than to be thrown into hell. Yeah. That's Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so it's better to go into the kingdom of God with no hand and no eye. He's not telling you to cut your hand off and pluck your eye out. Although he's telling you, you're better off plucking your eye out and plucking your hand. You're Be blind if you can't stop looking. Yeah. Uh, cut your hands off if you can't stop grabbing. If you can't keep, stop using your hands for evil, cut them off because you're better off handless. And what he's really telling you to do is not cut your hands off. He's telling you to stop sinning. That's yeah. good. And, that's, and, and, and he's saying stop sinning or go to hell. Yeah. And he's telling us this from a man's body on earth, living that example, not cutting his hand off, but stop sinning, not plucking his eye out, but stop looking mm. and stop lusting. And he, as far as we know, no matter how many times they tell you about Mary Magdalene, there's no physical evidence of any kind of him having Mary, of an affair with Mary, you know, Mary Magdalene or any of those other Marys. And he lived a life that said no to all those things. And he kept warning us from that position. And there's even this truth. One sin is enough to cause you right. hell. Mm -hmm. huh. And to say, well, I'm not as bad as Hitler. What kind of defense is that? I only killed <laughs> yeah. one man, not not six million. Or You know, Hitler is responsible for, 60. well, yeah. probably 50 million deaths anyway. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the hate that he inspired, and all the he caught all the murderers he he caused. Uh, you right. know they were brutal murderers, those yep. Nazis. And uh, so he really inspired a lot of sin. But how do you say because I've only done this, I'm not as bad as Hitler? When that was never God didn't say. Listen, if you're just not as bad as Hitler, you'll be okay. Right. No. Can you imagine the mayhem we'd have? I only did forty nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. He did fifty million. Come on. Doesn't that one death count? Doesn't that get me anything? Hmm. And it's in trying to negotiate with God on that level oh boy. would be a huge mistake. It means you do not understand the father of, of all creation. Yeah. He created us to walk holy with him. Jesus made it possible because I already screwed that up. He made it possible for me to get back to that position of walking holy with him. I can't sit here and say to you that I do that. I just hope I do. His standard of holiness is so far beyond my standard of holiness. And I just, I know, you know, I've been also taught by this world system. I've also been raised in this thing where I have a stand. My standard's been moved by man from his. And I think we all should look at that, you know, and what, what, what is my basis for what's good and wrong and what's bad and right? And what's, you know, should I go left or right or should I, get a little better or am I okay where I'm at or am I okay if I take on a little more drinking or a little more sex or a little more uh, pornography or a little more immorality I can, I can get away with some lying well where's the line drawn Not bad yeah. for God the number one thing it's, it's this is the it's, this is the funny one for me I have read a lot of lists in the Bible about who gets punished and who doesn't and every single list that I found and someone could prove me wrong but every single list I found includes liars yeah everyone Bearing false witnesses in the Ten Commandments. It's like lying go gets you punished and causing someone else to be hurt by telling a falsehood about them. 
is really big. It's in the ten. It's one of the top ten mm. in the commandments, right? So, it's really important. And I, I hope I've answered the question and not gone on too long. But it's well, I think, it's this I think, world standard that I think is wrong with the question. You're starting from yeah. a you're starting from a standard That's that good. well God didn't create. You got to go back to His standard and go from there. Go ahead. That's right. I just was bottom lining it for what you said. It was really good. If um, is like it's in or out. There is no, there, you know, there's no man standard. We could decide whatever we want, um, but there is no standard of man, a standard of God. He, he actually created us. Mm-hmm. I just could uh, jump in here for a second. I think the, the other thing with that question is the idea that uh, we can be justified by our, our own good works, right? Yeah. We're a good person and we mm. Filthy rags. Yeah, so mm-hmm. if you didn't hear that, Luke was mentioning that there, there's an idea implicit in that question that we can justify ourselves if we're just good enough, and right? It's, it's a fallacy. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's not another thing. Well, that that's very much like assume. I only killed one guy and yeah. he killed 50 million. Yeah. I mean, so where's the, where does that line get drawn Yeah, where you can, by behavior that's not as bad as someone else, qualify? It's our judicial system. The only chance you have is to be forgiven uh, and, um, and not do it ever again mm-hmm. and stop sinning. And I think that that's the thing that the the man has disregarded this is what makes in my opinion hell so important to understand is man has disregarded what jesus did for him Mm. and that's what causes in my opinion the wrath of god on people Mm. is he did all of this to help you get back to me my purpose was to walk with you in holiness i did this to make it possible for you to walk in holiness with me and then you disregarded or you you cheapened it by saying well i can have sex with one person i can have i can kill one person i Mm -hmm. can you know i can have one sin in my life that's continual or i can not have sin Mm -hmm. and and that by somehow changing that you can qualify to not be judged and the truth is only what jesus did qualifies you and then your choice is whether or not you accept what jesus did for you which includes a lifestyle that lives inside the truth in the straight and narrow path and i think today one of the things we like to do is throw out the lifestyle that goes with that that defines belief for us we Mm. we say i believe i accept his death on the cross therefore i qualify and they they disregard the lifestyle that has to be lived to overcome to the end to persevere to the end, to run the race to the finish line, to receive the prize at the end, keeping your eye on the prize. And so they forget about all that in this in these questions, and they forget about that you can't be good enough by, mm-hmm. by only having sex and getting drunk once in a while or fighting once in a while or killing once in a while. And you're not as bad as Hitler. You don't deserve the same punishment. Yeah. But that one sin caused you punishment and hitler just went all the way not worrying about thinking he was god's righteousness right so what's interesting too is is that you know in today's christianity parents you know we've been christians a long time parents will actually you know christian parents will actually say well they're they're living together they love each other my, mm-hmm. my son my my daughter and my son-in-law or my, they're not married yet and it's like we put we put all of the mores of today oh, in yeah. in on god and he doesn't change and it's like you know, I hear it over and over again. Well, you know, he he likes God, but he, you know, he's not serving God, or you know, just put yeah. all these different platitudes. And it's like you come back to reading, you read it in context, like we harp on, and it's that's not what it says. It doesn't say that. If mm-hmm. you you know, if you know me, you love me, you obey me, you know, and s- having 
you know, I'm just picking on sex outside of marriage, you know, like, you know, we're in love, so we're living together. I mean, I, I can't believe all the people who are older than me and in my generation who are actually saying that's okay for their children and grandchildren to live together before they're married. I, you know, just not even, even, not even come from Christianity. It's just changed so much yeah. since 57. Pop I mean, culture. That would be just, yeah, the culture. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, we excuse sin by, by the mores of our society, by the world, like he's saying, and you know, it's it's intentional sin is really probably not where you want to be. You want to you want to find the author and the f- creator and see what he says about how to get to heaven. Yeah, I think you should read that. Yeah, yeah it's funny. My I was making uh, lunches for my daughters today for school and for their daycare, and they I asked you know what do you want apple, orange, or banana in your lunch? And oh, and my uh, oh yeah, sorry apple <laughs> apple. They're gonna get us. I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, but my oldest was like, Dad, we probably shouldn't eat apples because, you know, Adam and Eve. Oh, that's cute. And I was like, well, it's, you know, it's one, we're not really sure it was an actual apple. But two, you know, it's more of that they were told not to eat the apple and they did it anyway. Yeah. So I'm saying it's okay for you to eat this apple. And they're like, okay, then I'd like an apple. <laughs> and then the younger one, yeah, me too, apple. <laughs> right. So hopefully we didn't just tag apple Again. in there. But. Um, this, this next question actually comes from Carly and it has to do with hey, fruit. Carly. Um, Carly's in Prince Edward Island, Canada. So she, pled, pled, um, pled relatives here. Yeah. So yeah. we've got some of your, your friends here. Yep. Um, but she wanted following up to the question or the topic of follow me as I follow Christ. She wanted to know, how do you judge whether someone has good fruit to follow them? I think it takes a minute. You got to do some trial and error. I know that, mm. and you've got to listen to the, you know what they're doing in their life. Are they are they living what they believe? As far as you can see, are they living what they believe? That's why it's hard for me on the radio, and on TV broadcast. You know, there has to be some backup evidence where you can go on the internet, look them up, see their life, hear you know what people think of them. You know, I think there's just you just really got to do that. Then then the result of their teaching. You know, what are they teaching and how does it line up and how does it does it contradict itself? I think there's a lot of those things. But the most important one is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is evident in their life. Mm -hmm. Is their love evident in their life? And it's not love as Canada, Canadians call it. It's not love as Americans call it. It's not love how we use the word. It's love how God describes it. No greater love has any man that he laid down his life. Um, husband, well, husbands, lay your life yeah. down for your wife. I mean, it just every would lay your life down for your brother. Uh, if you want to be a leader, you're the servant of all. Is this leader a servant of all, or is he a king? Is he a master? Is he a, you know, a, a, a dictator kind of thing? Or yeah. What what what's the fruit in their life? And I think it's honestly, I think it's pretty easy. If you, and that's one of the reasons why you should be in, be going to a body. You should mm-hmm. be part of a body. Because it's really hard to hide when you're living your life intertwined with people. Here at the Father's House, you guys live in this community, man. If someone's off, you all know it. Yeah. Like, we get new people every six months. And if they're just, you know, we're all, everyone's like leery of the ones that come here that are off. And then we all talk celebratory about them as they change. Mm -hmm. Because we were, it's so easy to see. So when you go to church with people, you know, and you see the results of their children, you see the results of their marriage, and you start to see they live what we believe. They live what we're talking about. They are uh, happy. They'll share testimonies that you just know, oh, that person's really selfish. Mm -hmm. Everything's about them. 
and you can see the fruit of selfishness as opposed to unselfishness and you can really start to see the fruit of the holy spirit the kindness the goodness the the start you know and and when love is really lived right it has a it has a bottom line it has an edginess to it 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 has the discipline as well as Mm -hmm. the reward um i think excuse me i think um though in our life um steve often talks about four of our six of our pastors actually failed morally, you know, like um, huge affairs with, their, affairs, affairs with people. Affairs with six people. of your, like pastors, you four guys were following. People. Four out of the first six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But see, I think it, I think if you follow someone and they have a moral failure and, and you're just trying to follow them and you don't know what's going on behind closed doors and they have a moral failure, I think it's credited to you because mm-hmm. you, you, you know, you, you did the right thing. You, you tried to make, you know, they're, you know, go after their vision, serve Jesus with them, and <coughs> excuse me. Um, I think it's credit to you, like you know, like when Jimmy Baker and uh, Tammy Faye, you know, were real famous, and people would send them money. I think all the money that was sent to them is credit to them, people, because mm-hmm. they're doing it in faith. <coughs> so, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, so I think even I think you just give it your all. Where you know you try to look at the the fruit. Sometimes you can't always see the fruit, but you look at their. The wife to see if she's happy, if she's a leader, if she's browbeaten. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the kids. How are they doing? You see if he's generous. She's generous. You know, you do your due diligence, and then you just try to serve their their vision. And I think it really will be credited to you. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I was trying to think if, like, how many <laughs> how many days in a month are you are the two of you like? Would you not interact with somebody from the team here? Zero. Zero, right? So or, people here, people here know, like everything. I think this is weird, but I've gone to the bathroom in your master bathroom yeah, before because right. I mean, it's like there's no problem going if no. the other ones are full. You know, go that's, yeah, that's house where we open. go. Go right? for it. And um, I've been up to your house like to grab a tool when nobody's home, Correct. and right, and mm-hmm. it's like, all right, you know, you know where the stuff's at, you know how to get in. So, um, yeah, the more time you spend with the with people, time. right? And, our house uh, is open. Our life is open. Right. Our possessions are, are free, and mm-hmm. uh, there's just lots of fruit that we want to be evident. And it's not evident because we're trying to prove something to people. It no. really isn't. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. We don't set up this scene where you can look at us and see this, and then we have these this other stuff over here that you know, that yeah. we've learned in all these years how to make it look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really just the free and open. And if you live with us, you'll know we're not doing that. Yeah. Well, no, that everything we own is open. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of funny because you guys are, you know, you have your iPhones and your, your Apple watches, but half the time they're not working the way that they're supposed to. And so you'll just old. drop them in somebody's lap and here's my phone, here's Fix my it. passwords, make it work. That's right. right. Everybody has and a lot of people, passwords. a lot of people be like, I don't want to pass my phone to somebody. What if they, <laughs> you know, like, but that's actually so freeing when you say mm-hmm. there's nothing in my life. You like, you go search for it you and you're not going to find anything. So that's the only come way I can me. live too. That's, you know, that, and that's that, you know, I think our leader in Spokane was, was like that. We learned, we came out from him, out from him. And I think he was like that, you know, just be authentic. I, and I, you know, I say be, before, I think the Lord just took mercy on me because I probably couldn't have fit into another church and we just, he just let us, kind of start this one and, and, and allowed us to have our own flavor. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that was merciful to yeah. us. But really, you're looking for Jesus, right? That's for Carly's question. You're looking for Jesus. You're looking to serve him. And you're looking for someone who is trying. And I don't think it takes very long to figure out that somebody's really trying to be Jesus. Yeah. 
And that, I, I think more than anything, just trying to be Jesus. Yeah, yep. just shooting and trying to shoot the target. And I, like I said, I think, I think Carly, that if you just give, if you just, you know, see someone that's trying to be, be Jesus, just go serve their vision. Hmm. Just be you, and you'll, you will be blessed. Cool. Yep. Um, th- this one comes from the the teaching point of God gives authority to man to to lead his church, right? Yeah. Um, so the Father's house has more pastors than any other church I've ever heard of. <laughs> why, why is that? Like, how does that work? Or what's the deal with that? Stephen? Well, I think it's what you call pastors and what, how you shepherds of something. Mm-hmm. And we we believe that the church is not a building on Fort Wayne. We believe the church is supposed to be two or more people going out into a community and and bringing the presence of God to that community. We start a gym and we get 2,400 people coming in and out of that gym. Now, that 2,400 rotates, so this is really 3,000 people a month because people quit, people join. You know, so 3,000 people from Oroville come in that gym and a good 20, uh, 60% of them aren't churched. Mm-hmm. And so we have all these different wonderful people like your wife that work there and they represent Jesus. So we consider the Lord's gym, an ecclesia, a church, a, a church outside the four walls, a movement of his presence. Mm. And so I believe, you know, that each vision should have a pastor with it. And so the yogurt shop has a pastor running it who's a shepherd of the kingdom of God. And she has a crew, and she gets thousands of people a month to come in there, and they they touch them, they they speak to them, they greet them, them, and they love on them, and they listen to them. They, it's very common to have someone come to church. Well, what got you here? I, I bought yogurt, and your person invited me. Mm. And I think that that's my philosophy of this is I have never met anybody. It's not for everyone. But instead of planting churches in every town in California or wherever people are, go back and be from, I, I, I want to do two things. I want to create something here that makes disciples. And we certainly have not saturated Oroville by yeah. any measure. And with 26 pastors, we're not winning Oroville. Yeah. We could have 2,600 pastors. Maybe then we'd make a dent in Oroville. Yeah. But I have no limit to how many. If you've got a vision and you've got a plan, I just sat down and listened to a woman tell me a plan to, to put a church in the hospital, to put an ecclesia in the hospital. And it's like, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, now how does it fit our program? Usually you do that with a pastor, not a student. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have every one of the people that get up, they have a job that is discipling, teaching, praying, counseling, mentoring, healing, inner healing. Mm-hmm. They all are involved in all of this. And it's just, it's just a completely different model of church leadership. Vicky and I mostly steer those 26 pastors. We're greatly involved in the 60 or 70 team members. And then we are also out there in the church, but our, our most focus is those 26 pastors mm-hmm. and, and helping them to create their vision. And then if they break off and they say, we feel it's time, then honestly, all 26 of us have a voice in that. And might even might even four or five go with them, you know, yeah. and that's cool. We just want to raise up disciples that become standalone disciples, whether they stand alone here or they stand alone there. It doesn't right. matter to me. Um, it's it's just really important to me that we 
continue this model that God has shown us and we ordain people. When you take oil and you ordain somebody, it's shocking what it does to them. Yeah. It's shocking. All of a sudden their chest, you know, it's, it's like the picture of someone's chest popping out, yep. standing up strong, taking a Superman pose, and a cape starts blowing. It, it really has that effect. Popeye with spinach. Yeah, yeah. Popeye spinach. It's like it's just like Popeye spinach. That's a great picture. Uh, they just step up, hmm. and they own it. Now it's theirs. Yeah. And when they read Paul and Peter and saying, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, or Paul, a bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they, they, I love when they say, called by God, or Peter, by the will of God. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know that when Peter, he owned that authority. He owned that place. And when you ordain people into their commission to run a yogurt shop ecclesia or a gym ecclesia or a boutique ecclesia, or they're out there pouring concrete, it's like, yeah, we'll get you this concrete, but we want to show you something more. Yeah. And they got a group of guys that we got out of jail helping them do it. And we explain to them, hey, we're helping, you're helping me present Jesus to these people. Mm -hmm. Their chest pump up, their cape comes out, they feel it. Yeah, and they you're really pouring concrete do. with four pastors. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's and, a little and, bit different. And, and, the, and the workers, right. they see that, they actually see that customer more like a pigeon, mm -hmm. like, like, like the fly to the spider. They're, we're going to get you. We're going to get you with love. We're going to get you with service. We're going to tell you our story. We're going to tell you about him. Right. And so a concrete job becomes an ecclesia because these guys go out commissioned by God, right. by the will of God. Hmm. Our house leaders for our LRM, for our, our alcohol and drug program, our house leaders are commissioned by God. Hmm. And it's, my name is Steve Orsillo, sent by the will of God yeah. to talk to you and minister to you. I'm here as a, it's like the Blues Brothers. I'm on we're a on a, we're on a mission God. from God. But yeah. they're, you know, that's a joke because they're trying to mock that. Yeah. But we really are on a mission from God, right. and we really are sent by Him, and and he, but we are there, but we are here and there by the will of God, and so each one of my people that are commissioned, and or anointed, I just I'm shocked. I literally have had maybe at least ten say this is, is how important is your ordination Sunday? It's on a scale of one. I said, you know, how's it going to change anything? Before you mean? Yeah. Before, you Before ordain. we ordain them. How's it going to, they say, how's it going to change anything? I'm already fully committed. Yeah, that's right. I'm already mm -hmm. all in. And you just, when you're praying for them, they close their eyes. You take the oil and I always make a sign of the cross on their mm -hmm. forehead. Honestly, it's like their cape comes out. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. It's like they don't even have to move and you can just see the Superman pose that builds within them. Mm -hmm. I have been chosen by God. And we'll, in our meeting, they'll say, that was way more significant than I ever gave it credit for. Yeah. One guy said, um, I think one of them said, when they, we just asked him the other day, what, what's the difference in ordination? Because they were staff. And one of them said, it's, it's like I worked from 8 to 5. Now I work 24 hours a day for Jesus. Mm. And the responsibility of others that I have now. Yeah. It's just, it just, I just recognize my calling. It's, it's something. It's, it's like, like you said, it's, it's like the, the spinach. Yeah. And, um, we have we don't promise that it's going to happen in four years or three years. It's it's we do not put uh, anointing over character. Mm -hmm. It's it's we will Carly look at people's fruit. We will want to know what's on their Apple phone stuff yeah. kind of thing. We it's really relevant. We're not we're not going to put any leaders in front of our church to say follow them as they follow Christ, unless we're very very committed to their character mm -hmm. and who they are. 
and they could come from under under a bridge, a homeless person, to a pastor at the Father's house. We actually had people like that mm-hmm. who were life recovery ministry clients who are now yeah. married and have, and have children or ch- a child That's in right. a way. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> they're pastors. And they're ordained and by they're God ordained in the Father's it's, house. Um, it's impressive. Yeah, I had actually, since I've gotten here, I've had friends from where we came from in Canada ask, like, why why do churches just have guy, like a guy come and speak for six weeks and then decide he's their pastor now? Like, wow. it, wouldn't it make more sense to have them go through yeah. a f- four or five year program, yeah. figure out who who he or she is before mm-hmm. you decide you're going to follow them no matter what? And we, we actually, you know, the beginning of the Father's House was auspicious, and we actually had that, and um, it didn't work. Hmm. It, you have to know their DNA. We we like to say they're sons and daughters, and we kind of and everybody on the on the staff and, and most of the people on team, you know, they're, they're on the road as sons and daughters and we treat them like sons and daughters <clears throat> and he fathers them and I mother them. And to get, to put someone in front of you, we take that very seriously. We yeah. even guest speakers. We want to know their fruit before we put them in front and say, follow, follow them mm-hmm. as they follow yeah. Christ. It's I think important. there's been like three since I've been here. <laughs> right. And th- so that's pretty cool yeah. because you see the climate today in the church of, well, another one fell or, you know, this other scandal came out or something mm-hmm. like that. Being a pastor is valuing the people. People are placed in your hands and, and you value them. Yeah. So you wouldn't ever do anything to harm them. Mm-hmm. Those four men that failed me in my Christian walk, that uh, God sent me to them and I submitted to them and they cheated on their wives and that secret sin. And they were, they, they, they were screwing up and they wrecked those ladies. They didn't value those ladies mm-hmm. and they didn't value me. But I serve Jesus. Try And I, okay, you sent me to that guy. So where are we going now? Because he just got fired. So what do I do? Yeah. Hey, and then the next guy's up and God. So for me, it doesn't send me down the road because I, I don't follow them in that sense. I You're follow them in. For you. I'm assigned to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what it shows is they didn't value me over themselves. Right. And so in our pastors, we just really drive into them that the responsibility is that these people are in your hands. They will succeed mm. or fail many times based on the Jesus you show them right. and the love you show and how the fruit you demonstrate. So your responses when you're really frustrated, because we get to be frustrated, we get to have hard days. It's what do you do with those? Everybody has those. What do you do with them? And mm-hmm. in your response to a hard day, in your response to a hard temptation, in your response to a difficult mistake you made, do you value them so good. more than yourself? Yeah. And that's really, that's really the litmus test for me. It's not, can you tell me all the answers to Bible trivia, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, actually, that's way down on my list. Mm-hmm. It's fruit that's my list. Yeah, you, know? you, can, you can teach facts. Uh, it, you can't, it takes a lot more work teaching character. Yeah, right? yeah. that's right. I mean, we value character over almost everything mm-hmm. in, you know. After the relationship with Jesus. Yeah, obviously. of course, yeah. they have to be Christians. deeply in love with Jesus Christ. We, yeah. That's all... You know, our religious training to be deeply in love with Jesus Christ and bear the fruit of that. Hmm. And so anyway, I hope you answered the question. And we are, we do recognize it's odd what we do. And I've <laughs> never uncommon. seen it anywhere. It's uncommon. It's uncommon, it's uncommon but it's also what, what, what I have been led into. And I have seen the glory of it. And I cannot argue with it. I don't recommend it to everybody. Well, I, I think I have honestly, the, I have it the would character. be good for a lot of pastors to um, recognize their um, their people underneath them as sons and daughters. Yeah. I think it would go well with oh, a lot yeah. of people if they 
uh, took the, the model of, you know, the people yeah. that you are with you are your sons and daughters, and you treat them just, you know, you treat them like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's really damaging to ordain people out, out of time, the wrong people, and Correct. to just keep ordaining to have more numbers yeah, or yeah. more help. It's really important that you value that character mm-hmm. and that you examine the character, that you look for the fruit before you ordain. Yeah. Well, that's great. I think that's probably, we had one more, but you know what, that's, uh, I'd rather get down to the actual root of the issues that our listeners want to know about. And we'll, we'll keep saving up questions. If you've got them, you can email them to us, uh, uncommon truth podcast at gmail.com. And we love doing these these episodes a lot less prep time on well, my obviously end. Obviously, I do because I don't start crying because Apple canceled us. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, you know, if you are just tuning in now, go back and listen to the yeah. beginning. We got Vicky real good. Oh boy, We're not canceled. We're not going anywhere. No. The uncommon truth is going to keep marching on. Amen. And uh, we actually have an amazing conversation with a a pastor who is a guest speaker here at the Father's House. Uh, Tony Kim is coming up next week. If you know anything about Tony, you're not going to want to miss that. That's it's right. an amazing conversation. We kicked Steve out of the Amen. room for that one. So Amen. we got uh, Vicky and Tony next week. And uh, other than that, we, we love you guys. Thank you so much for paying, paying attention to the Uncommon Truth, letting, letting us speak into your lives. We don't take it lightly. No, so. no. Thank we you so you much. Have a great week. Have a great one. Bye. Amen. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.